Welcome to my show, Let's Talk, all about life after loss with me, Diane Parker. The show to help you whether you're pre-grieving, stuck in your grief, or looking for steps to help guide you right now, then you've come to the right place. Whether to share your story with me to help others, or to find some comfort around the sometimes difficult subject, you are warmly welcome. So let's talk all about life after loss. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Let's Talk Life After Loss with me Diane Parker and today I'm just going to build on the conversation that we had with Linda last week on re um, replacing the loss and relationships going forward. Um, if I start with my own story of course it's always a good place to start. Um, those of you that have listened to my recordings will know that I was married for 31 years to Andrew and when he died, in that space, there was definitely uh, never any thought or intention or, or even space for anybody to enter my life as in another partner. And I was always quite curious about how people got to that place where they could actually decide to go and, and, and have somebody else in their life to invite them. So obviously this was the start of my journey in this in this field anyway um and it it was very difficult for those first few months and then coupled with that my sister being diagnosed with her cancer so uh, and um, the idea of anybody coming into my life at that point just was a no-no anyway but when i completed the training on the grief recovery method and i identified the pain i was carrying and had to let go of was my hopes, dreams and expectations of the future I was going to have with Andrew because we were talking before his, his um, scheduled liver transplant, we were talking about all the things that we were going to be doing in the future and how that was going to be so different um, for us both and setting challenges and, and things out there that we were wanting to achieve. So obviously when he died, all of that died as well, but I hadn't made the connection at that point. And so when I was doing the training and, and let go of that pain, that's what came up and what I, I had to let go of and um, grieve. And when I did that, I grieved as, grieved as um, harder probably than the day I lost him to be fair, but it was, it was so raw that pain when I let it out. So then it left me in a space where I was just letting things settle in getting used to um, my new life without him around and the challenges that we were having in our own lives at that time by way of um, I moved shortly after the completion of the course I did a um, renovation project the following year I had um, my first grandchild arrived and all of these other things that were coming into my life but eventually, a year or so down the line, what I come to realize was actually in between all the busy times of my life, I was actually quite lonely. I am a people person. I like to be around people a lot. And I thought to myself with um, friends encouraging me 
that it would be a good idea to think about having a new relationship. So at first I thought, right, okay, well, I'll just see what comes along because we are wired, we're hardwired in the brain to be with people. It's like we are a community animal, which is kind of like why I worry for so many people going through this last year and a half that haven't had anybody around them to just check up on them or being able to go to that social group that would keep them going. So, you know, as a bit of a side note, if any of you know anybody like that, please do just reach out and check on them. I'm sure they'd be so grateful. Um, so I did that. And at the same time, I was trying to promote my business. What I ended up doing actually was getting, and, and I'm air quotes here, hit on by people that would turn out to be, um, I think they call them con artists or the term phishing. I'd never heard of that term before and it was rife on Instagram. And so I quite quickly stepped away from that, changed my profile picture because I think they were seeing the word widow and thinking vulnerability. And I think this is what this course and this, this practice has given me that I'm not vulnerable. I was in a lot of pain, but I could see how somebody who hadn't healed that might be which is what's bringing us to the topic today of replacing a loss. So after those few attempts, what I actually did was I said, right, okay, what were the core beliefs and values of mine that I had with my relationship with Andrew that I would like to have in a relationship going forward? And I wrote them out. So for me, family is very important. Um, so the, you know, if somebody didn't care much about their family, then, then it wouldn't gel with me. Um, I like a lot of fun. So, you know, um, one of the things I've started to do in this last couple of years is swing dancing. So it was important for me that the person coming into my life would be open to learning, if not indeed a swing dancer. And um, there's a few other things in, uh, that would, you know, the values that I have. So I put them, I scripted them all out. And so I left them because um, they say, you know, set it and forget it. And I just got on with life. I created um, an Ironman Finding Friends Over 50 uh, group on Facebook because I decided that there was uh, be other people in the community like me that just want company, not necessarily relationships, but want company and create new friendships that way. Um, which I'm proud to say it's got about uh, 350 members in it now. And I make sure that they're on the Isle of Man so that we can have that, knowing it's an active group and not something that anybody's just joining. And the conversation started there with this person that then led to them showing up at a swing dance class because they knew that was one of the things I liked. And that has now blossomed into a relationship and I have a new partner. It's completely different to the one I've had with Andrew. With Andrew, I've had uh, 31 years. I've had a life. I've grown up with him. We've had two wonderful boys. And that's one of the saddest things for me too, for him, is that he never got to see his um, grandchildren. But I'm quite sure that he's with them every step, 
every moment that he possibly can be. And I take great comfort in that. And with this new relationship, there's not everything matches up that um, was I um, on my list, but the majority of things do. And that for me is so important because if I'm, you know, I like sport and I like um, staying fit and healthy as best I can, there's no point in me then matching myself up with somebody that sits in a pub all day and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just wouldn't gel with me. And so knowing these things about yourself can then make you think about what it is you want in your life. What kind of relationship do you want? And the ultimate to this is, is, is when we don't sit back and look at this and make these sort of connections, it can be a case of that we are just going out and replacing one relationship after the other, looking for something but not really knowing or identifying what that is. And we call it replacing a loss. Now, if you think back to what you do and how you deal with things when you have a loss of a relationship, we'll talk about that for this time. It might have started from when you were a child. You may have had a pet hamster. And you had the hamster out, you were playing with it and doing all sorts of things with it and it was cute. But to your parents, it was just a hamster. So one day Harry dies and you, you're in tears and all upset and your well-meaning parents go off to the pet shop and bring you back another hamster. There you are going, you know, don't cry now, here's another one. And in that moment, you know, you, you can be happy that you've got a new hamster, but you feel differently because obviously they haven't taken into account your relationship with your hamster, with Harry the hamster. They haven't thought about that and talked to you and acknowledged your grief and asked how you were actually feeling about your, your poor little friend that's now died. And that's how it starts, not having those conversations. So that when you find later on that someone you care for loses, you know, goes off with somebody else or, um, you just instantly go out and look for the next one. You might know friends who, as soon as they're divorced, are looking for the next one, or perhaps even start relationships inside the one they're in so that they don't have that space of not having anybody in their life. And that ultimately is the pattern that we will have until we stop and realize, hang on a minute, there's some work that needs to be done here. That inner child needs to be listened to and the feelings heard about the losses that they've had so that the, the pattern that they've had can be broken. Or indeed, just even listening to this now might just be enough for you to think about, oh, yes, and perhaps you can even just think about it from that angle. What's your values? And is the person that's in your life now matching a good majority of them? And so that is replacing a loss with relationships. That's what we kind of do. 
and then we can move on to things to try and make ourselves feel better about it. Well, we'll be happier if we buy a new car. We'll be happier if we move house. We'll be happier if we move country. You're still taking yourself with you in the relationship. So as ever, the work has to be done with, with you. Because I can see how vulnerable you could be by not identifying these things in yourself. And then ultimately ending up with perhaps the wrong person in your life. And I hope that hasn't been the case for you. I hope that no matter what your circumstances, you've actually found the right person for you. But each and every relationship is unique, as indeed you are. I can be sitting with a widow. I can empathise with her, but I do not know how she feels and she does not know how I feel. And so each relationship with ourselves and others is unique. So if you can think about that, if things aren't working out for you, you might be able to realise that yourself. Or maybe it's something that you need to have a chat through. And as ever, if you need to reach out about anything that I've talked about today, then please do reach out to me at diane at lifeafterlossiom.com. And on the 27th, I think it is, if that's the Saturday, I'm going to be holding a workshop. Let me just check that. Yep, the 26th. I'm going to have a 90 minute workshop. And if you've got any questions left over from this, then please do come along and have a look. You'll find me on Facebook, on my Life After Loss page, and also on the, the um, podcast page, the, the podcast group. Okay, well, I'll sign off now and I wish you a very happy day and take good care of yourselves. Bye now. If you would like to find out more about my services, please visit www.lifeafterlossiom.com or you can email me at diane at lifeafterlossiom.com should you have any questions that you would like me to address on my next podcast. If, as way of thanks for any of, for any of you that come on board uh, and give me that all-important email address, I have for you a free ebook as my thanks. I would also like to extend my thanks to Northwestern on Upbeat for the music intro piece by piece. Until next time, I'll see you again on Let's Talk Life After Loss. Bye now.